You're listening to the Mental Money Podcast, the show that shows you how to master your mind to maximize your money. This show is for people who love to watch their bank accounts grow while shifting their relationship to money. Without further ado, let's get these insider insights from today's leading expert. This is Natalie, and you are listening to the Mental Money Podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you for joining us. If you are a return offender, thank you for coming back. Um, Today, I think I think this is like the best month personally for me because we're we're talking about the actual like money part of mental money. Um, people are just like, oh, when are we going to get to the money part? But we've talked about pricing. We've spoken about um, profitability. We've spoken about grants. And I'm just like, that's money, guys. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about funding, financing, and business credit with Bob Hunter. Bob, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So, Bob, talk to me a little bit about how you got into the funding space. I'm interested in knowing. Yeah. So um, we actually have had our business development firm since 2016, um, and that was doing really, really well. Um, Unfortunately, a little bit too well because we ended up niching down into just dealing with mortgage companies and um, and attorneys. They were the ones that, you know, they they paid the best, honestly. Um, And then the pandemic hit and we almost did not survive the pandemic. Um, so in order for our company to survive, we had to pivot, and that pivot was into finance. If everyone remembers, um, one of the biggest challenges that were happening uh, with businesses during that time is um, businesses were closing because they weren't getting enough business, there were, was not a lot of traffic for a lot of businesses, and they were running out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the logic for me was, well, hey, if everyone is uh, is having an issue with money, why don't we start selling money? Um, and so that was the beginning. That was in 2020. Now here we are in uh, 2023, and it ended up being one of the best decisions that we ended up making um, because, number one, uh, it is way easier to sell money <laughs> than it is to sell um, marketing or consulting services or anything like that. And second, uh, we are able to help way more people because um, fundability and capitalization is it's one of the top reasons that a uh, business is going to end up failing in the first five years. They simply run out of money. They never had enough money to begin with things like that. So right. yeah, it's a great business to be in. Right. Right. No argument there. So my question to you is why pivot into selling money when historically money costs more during those times? It was to fill a need. Um, so it was literally everyone is saying, Hey, um, we can't do this service because uh, we're tight on money right now. We can't uh, do that service because we're tight on money. And so by offering the money, we now have given all of our clients the ability to get um, access to more of our services, first of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, second, um, they are able to do more things like being able to hire. Um, they're able to do things like being able to uh, purchase equipment so that they can grow. They can expand their product line. Uh, money tends to literally be the lifeblood of um, of most companies, and it's either you have it or you don't. Obviously, it's better if that money is cheaper for your business. Um, and when I say cheaper, I mean money can be expensive in the sense of interest rates, right? right. So, if you borrow a dollar but you have to pay back two dollars, well, you know that money was kind of expensive. Right. So, um, of course, during the pandemic, and especially now as interest rates have gone up money is becoming more expensive, but that doesn't change the fact that people still need money to begin with. Right. Interesting. So how did you provide that solution? Were you were you giving the money itself? No, no. So um, we ended up working um, as a middleman. Okay. So um, basically what our company does is um, we help our clients figure out where that funding is going to come from. Mm-hmm. So Let's say that there are, well, specifically 209 banks that we're working with, right? You don't really know which one of those banks is going to approve you for the loan that you're asking for. Let's say that you're asking for $100,000. Well, what you don't know is that this bank might um, specialize in giving out equipment loans. Mm -hmm. This other one might specialize in real estate. This one other one might specialize in auto or Mm -hmm. something else. Then there's different funding products. This one um, may be very good for providing capital, uh, working capital for businesses that have good cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. Another one might be able to do invoice factoring. So you've got a lot of invoices, but you're just not collecting the money on those right away. So there are lenders that will uh, say, hey, we'll cover you. And then when those invoices come in, you'll pay that money back and then we'll restore the credit on your account and that will just revolve. Yeah. So our job is basically to match our uh, clients 
with the parties that are going to give them the money. Is this is this something that you um, can do on your own? It definitely is. Uh, all things. I mean, it's 2023. It's, we've got the Internet. You right. can do about anything on your own. Um, our job is to make that process smoother and quicker and be able to provide insights so that you are um, not having the denials that end up setting you up for failure for the next loan that you try to get. Right. No, that's fair. So this is a perfect segue to my next question because I don't know, maybe maybe I'm a psychic, right? But I just happen to see a lot of content that aligns with the with the topic of the month that I pick for the podcast. And I'm just starting to see a lot of top content around no doc loans and it's it's breaking my heart and irking my soul, right? And the content is not 100% misinformation, but they're using the word no doc to to somewhat mislead the clients into believing or consumers into believing that there are loans that recommend that require no documentation whatsoever. When in reality, we know that it it really is some sort of security on the back end, right? So could you really break down? I mean, when I say break down, I mean elementary what a no doc loan really is, what it what it isn't, so that we can go ahead and put this to rest. Well, to be clear, um, we get a lot of people who have seen various things on YouTube and mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, there's this absurd rumor going on uh, or a myth, really, that, oh, you can just go get an EIN tomorrow. It takes like five minutes to get an EIN from the IRS. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to be able to take this EIN with no previous history of anything yeah. and go and get a car and you're going to go and be able to get real estate property and just all this stuff and have a whole running business and, and get all this money just because you have an EIN. Right. What they're supposed to tell you, because what they're talking about is a UBF, unsecured business financing, okay? Mm-hmm. Corporate only financing, which basically means that um, if your EIN is all that you really needed and you did not have to put your social downs, meaning you didn't have to give a personal guarantee on the loan, that means that your business already has a healthy history of its own, right? right? You got to put yourself in the shoes of the bank. Mm-hmm. If I'm the bank and you're asking me for $100,000. The only thing that I care about is whether or not I'm going to get my money back with interest, right? right. So I'm going to ask all these questions that are really just to answer the one question of, if I give you money, will I get it back? Right. So I'm going to do things like, I'm going to check your uh, your credit. Even if you're not going to do a personal guarantee, I'm still going to check your credit just to make sure that you personally, the person who's going to be handling the money, does actually have good credit, right? Even if it's not a personal guarantee, I'm going to check your bank records. Specifically, if I say, hey, I'm the bank, I need uh, three months of your uh, bank statements before I give you this money. I'm calculating something called a bank rating, and most people don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. That is the average of your last 90 days of uh, of uh, transaction history, your last um, your last 90 days of your bank balance, your average daily balance over that 90 day period. Mm-hmm. That number needs to be ten thousand dollars or higher. That's mm-hmm. called a low five bank rating. If you do not have a low five bank rating, well, now I've got to go check other stuff, right? I need to see, um, okay, well, what are your relationships with other vendors? Mm-hmm. Do you have relationships with at least 15 different credit accounts, 15 different lines? That can be a mix of vendors. That can be uh, store cards. That can be credit cards. That can be uh, business lines of credit. It can be a mix. But I, as the bank, I want to know before I give you any money, hey, do you already have a track record of paying other people back the money that you said you pay them? So the entire myth that uh, someone's just going to go and get their EIN and and guarantee nothing, especially not having to use their own social for anything. I that's not something I can uh, <laughs> I can speak to because I have not seen how that's possible yet. Um, and then to really drive it in, a lot of them want to see two years of um, just existence for your business anyway, on top of everything else. Right? There is something that we call the three C's in this business, and it stands for uh, cash flow, capital, or collateral. All right. Mm-hmm. So you've either got to have cash flow, meaning the, um, uh, sorry, um, cash flow credit or collateral. Yeah. Meaning you've either got to have uh, cash flow coming in, see, mm-hmm. so that you can show the bank, hey, I've got at least thirty thousand dollars per month coming into my business. Okay, mm-hmm. ten is really the minimum. They'd like to see thirty, um, or you've got credit, meaning that your business has a uh, credit account, um, sorry, a credit score of at least eighty, mm-hmm. or you personally have a credit score of at least six hundred and eighty. 
Yeah. Or if you don't have one of those two things, well, now you've got to have some collateral, right? Because yeah. if I'm going to give you money, I've got to have something to be able to secure uh, this loan. That can be in the form of um, of equipment, property. It can even be something like a certificate of deposit that has um, the, the value. Cash, right. But you've got to have something and you specifically have to have two out of those three C's. Mm-hmm. So either you've got good cash, good credit, or you've got good credit and uh, good collateral, you know, or something else. Right. The idea that um, you're just going to roll up, though, and <laughs> and and get the access to the money with uh, no personal guarantee, yeah. uh, no track record, no history, um, no cash flow and low credit. It's um, that's just not something that we that we offer or that we can really help with. But we can train you to build all that stuff up in about 90 days. Yeah. You know, it's. OK, I'm going to take that back. I want to um, I want to get to a place where we stop kind of falling for the idea that there's like an easy or quick workaround for these things. Um, Most businesses aren't really even profitable within the first three years. Online businesses, I think, are maybe the exception to that rule, depending on like whatever it is that you sell. Tech companies maybe again are another exception, Um, but usually they have investors that are helping them kind of make up for some of one of those three C's, right? So Thank you for shedding light on that because again, there is a really big push right now. I'm I've at least saw four videos just yesterday where people keep talking about no doc loans, no doc loans. And I'm like, that's not even what a no doc loan is. And the thing is, like, someone's gonna go and get caught up mm-hmm. either paying for service from someone online that isn't qualified to one probably sell them that service but two are misleading them because they're trying to get them in the door through good mark what what is called relatively good marketing or um being misled completely so thank you for clearing that up sorry to run off on a little uh rant there but uh no no not at all you're good so much <laughs> so, um and and it's funny because we do technically also offer subprime loans um on our website so if you go to mybusinesscredit.com um you'll see a tab it says funding options mm-hmm. at the very bottom of that um it says uh subprime so those are the people who maybe you've got like a 450 credit score um and you're just trying to still get some money anyway i mm-hmm. always 100 percent of the time i always tell people do not take this money unless you are just absolutely desperate because in most cases, yeah. you just spend 90 days building up your business credit. Mm-hmm. Could have gotten better terms if you would just wait 90 days. Yeah. Right. Subprime loans, they'll give you the money, but uh, it'll usually be with either a ridiculous interest rate right. uh, or they'll give you some kind of repayment term where it's like, hey, we'll give you the money. But every Friday, every single Friday, we're withdrawing um, uh, our, our fee every single yeah. week. Something crazy like that. And it's just... Um, it doesn't work out very well. So I there is technically an option, but it's not the best option. The best thing is to just simply put the work in for at least 90 days, build up your business credit, definitely build up your personal credit. There is no getting around um, the whole needing to fix your personal credit. Yeah. We don't offer credit building services, but yeah. it's still something you need to do. You've got to take care of your credit. And then, yeah, you're, you're fine after that. Shameless plug. <laughs> so we just actually wrote a book for business owners to fix their personal credit because they need, to, I've, I've made that case. It's right here. This is the advanced copy, but I've made that case for business owners, like in, infinitely. There's no, like, there's no world in which you don't have your personal finances in order. And then like opening a business is just going to magically fix that. So for sure. And then at some point it's going to, it's going to come into effect. Like you said, even if they don't use it to use you as a personal guarantor, they might reference it. And I've been in those situations. Like I've gotten loans where they're like, oh, we don't need your personal credit to guarantee you, but it's going to be a credit reference. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. (laughs) So yeah. Or like purchasing vehicles. I mean, I've been personal guarantors on vehicles I purchased and like for my company, but I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, they still want it, even though my business was five years old and the score was over 80, they still want, and I had more than enough cash flow. They still wanted me to be a personal guarantor. That's that's something I I definitely want to make sure I like uh, double down on because that's a very big myth that you'll see all the time online uh, in particular. Um, There will usually be some man or woman online saying like, oh, 
uh, if you have bad credit, you're able to just take your EIN and, and as long as you've built up good credit, um, you can get vehicles and all this stuff, despite the fact that you, that you have bad personal credit. Right. Somebody in the business, specifically somebody that um, legally owns 25% or more of the business, yeah. mm -hmm. um, has to have good credit. Yeah. Somebody. That's called a credit partner. If you're the business owner um, and you have a partner who does not um, necessarily operate in the business, but they're there specifically for the credit. Mm -hmm. However, you get the credit score. Somebody has to have a uh, good credit in order for that to work out. If yeah. you to the dealership saying, Hey, I'd like to buy this vehicle. Um, and there's no one that they can check the credit score, even mm -hmm. if it's not a personal guarantee, but they still have to check. Somebody mm -hmm. has to have good credit. No, for sure. So I have, I have a group of friends. Um, it's like a, myself and a group of friends. So we recently gotten an interest in purchasing property, right? Um, like not necessarily like just uh physical like residential properties or commercial properties, but also land. And what we've done is like we all started a business and then we all like um have one collective business as a function of this one, all the other businesses working together. And we do something very similar. Like one person is the personal guarantor because they have more cash flow coming from their work. So they can state their income as their, like they can leverage their personal income through the business and be a personal guarantor for that business, that part of the business. That's like the, the, the sixth of the, that new business. Does that make sense? Yep. And then they also use um, their credit. And then I'll use my business, like the business business credit, because I built the business credit for my sixth of the business. Mm -hmm. and like we're all leveraging it. And when I tell you it's so easy to just acquire things. Yes. <laughs> and it's just to move through the world so yes. seamlessly. And yes. it's just leveraging each other. Yes. And, it, and I, I tell people that a lot, like leveraging um the I guess the, the benefit of your network for yeah. different purposes. Mm -hmm. That gets people ahead so much uh mm -hmm. so, so much faster. Just because if you are missing something, and it's it's fine if you don't have everything, yeah, right? right. Being able to just simply know, like, hey, like you said, this one they've got the uh, the the income. This mm -hmm. one has the business credit. This one has the uh, actual credit score for the person. Right. Now you're able to work together. And a lot of people they miss that part. Um, right. think it has to be a one man show all the time, where where it <laughs> it doesn't. So right. Well, yeah, because yeah, if it's a new, well, we all started new businesses. I didn't want to leverage an existing business. So if it's all new businesses we started, I'm not really operating this business to generate cash flow. So I biz I built the business credit, but there's no cash flow to generally state. So he's just leveraging his personal income. That makes any sense. Yep. So it it's it's just it's so much easier. And I I'm I'm really happy that we're having this conversation because I think it will open up. I hope it don't, does open up the eyes of other individuals about how you know you don't have to move in the world as a um as an island unto yourself. There are other options, but I, I don't know if I agree. And and I guess you can push back if you want about the subprime options, right? I've I was in the personal credit space for a really long time, and the pandemic kind of forced my hand, kind of like you, very similar to you, to kind of go into the business space because. I noticed that a lot of my personal clients were just like, oh, I lost my job. Now I need to, you need to teach me how to run a business. <laughs> so a lot of them were coming to me for consulting. And now that their personal credit was great, I knew how to help them leverage their personal credit to build a great capitalized business that have a little bit of cushion, some cash flow, build their business credit. Mm -hmm. um, if there were someone that came to me that did not have good personal credit, I don't think I would help them build a business. I think I would help them build their credit first. So, and I don't know if I would agree with going down the subprime route because of the because of such high rates. Why do you think it's still okay to just? Maybe you don't think it's okay. I'm sitting. I'm assuming. Why do you? Why do you think it's still an option for people to go down the subprime route, knowing that the rates are so high and um, it the debt is so expensive? So uh, maybe I didn't um, say this clearly earlier, mm -hmm. but we try really hard to tell people do not take the money. Okay. Many people ask us for the money because it's, I mean, it's there, it's an option, but we do put a lot of effort into saying no, you know, okay. All right. now, some people for whatever reason, whatever's going on in their life, they just can't wait. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Hey, fine. But we really try to encourage people to just simply spend the 90 days 
build up, you know, your business credit. And even if you are uh, putting in 90 days where you've spent that time establishing three months of history with the vendors, you've gotten a secured credit card, um, you've gotten a secured business line of credit, you've done all these things in the last three months, and now you're trying to access the funding, you're going to have such an easier conversation with better terms just because you did those things instead of just taking the money as you currently are today. Right. Um, so that is the message that we try to communicate to people. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there are some people they're in their uh they're they're in situations where they're like, hey, no, I really need the money now. Uh, if someone's going to give it to me, I'll just I'll, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are also extremely transparent about the fact that this is not going to have uh, favorable repayment terms for you, because again, the banks. Their, their, their biggest concern is, hey, if we give you the money, are you going to pay it back? Well, if you're getting a subprime, it usually means that they think you're not going to pay it back. Right. So they are putting in all of these uh, fail safes for themselves to do everything that they can to prevent you from defaulting. So that's like uh, the high, having the higher interest rate so that they get more of the money back quicker. Um, having the um, frequent withdrawals out of your account so that they're mm-hmm. able to get that repayment quicker. Mm-hmm. Things like that. None of those things are fun, though. So. Again, avoid it if you can, unless you're just so genuinely desperate that it's your only option. Okay. No, that's fair. You did mention that. Um, that was just my own thing in my mind then, I guess. Um, so my other question to you was, what are some of the financing options? So you, I know you mentioned factoring, which is um, most people don't know about factoring. So could you just talk about that one a little bit and then just share what other financing options there are? And then I have another question about alternative lending whenever you're, um, whenever you are done answering that question. Yeah. So, um, and just one last uh, comment on the on the last thing we just talked about. Sure. Uh, easy quote for people to remember is uh, banks love giving money to the people who can prove that they don't need the money. <laughs> so when, when, when we're talking about business credit and, and personal finance and all that stuff, it's really about proving to the banks that you are a stable person and right. that safe to give you money, you know? Okay. And ironically, they will give so much money to the very people who need it the least. Yeah, the most that's those are the people who honestly have the hardest time uh, accessing funding. But mm-hmm. as far as funding options, um, a big one is always going to be uh, equipment financing. So if you have any kind of uh, facility where you're buying a lot of equipment, equipment financing is wonderful because usually there's an actual piece of equipment tied uh, uh, to the loan. Right. Let's say that you are. Um, I don't know, let's say you've got a factory and you need to purchase equipment or you've got a restaurant or something that involves heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice uh, and simple one to get. You don't even have to have a really high uh, score for that one. Um, invoice factoring is basically, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, but let's say that you've got a service business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a real world example. One of my clients, um, he is a contractor. Mm-hmm. So if your house floods, he's the guy that'll come and, and get everything restored. Um, Get all your cabinets fixed, get your floors fixed, all that stuff. Well, his problem is that he's got to wait for the insurance companies to pay the invoices, right? So the homeowner might not have had to pay, but the insurance company has to pay him after the work is done and everything. So now he's got this gap in time where he's done the work, but he doesn't have the money. Invoice factoring helps him. Mm. Does that make sense? Because that's where the bank is essentially saying like, hey, we know that you're going to get this money. Or we see that you have this um, this steady flow of invoices at a very high dollar amount, so we're willing to give you the money in advance so that you're able to pay it back uh, later. Right. That's that really that. I mean, getting the cash flow into people mm-hmm. faster is is um, I don't know. It's like an incredible thing because you can really be in a bad spot if you have to wait for that money to come in and just invoice factoring is bridging that gap for you. Um, so that's a very good question. How is that different from like a cash advance or something? Um, so we don't do any cash advances. Um, so I can't really speak too much in detail on, uh, on cash advances because we don't give that one. Um, this one is specifically based on your past invoices, right? Having, uh, the ability to show that you had these invoices and that the money actually came in. So feel comfortable giving you the money, um, ahead of time. uh, cash advances on our end yeah i know so i don't want anyone to confuse it with cash advance which is why i'm just kind of framing the question that way because it does sound like a business cash advance right but yeah. we know like the net schedule sometimes are kind of like wonky so this is a cushion but it sounds like a cash advance in the fact that like you know you give 
you show your paychecks, you get paychecks of every two weeks, and then you can kind of get an advance on $500, for example, in exchange for $50 of the paycheck when you get paid the next time. So what's maybe like the rate on an invoice factor whenever you, you know, you're going to get, you're going to repay the bank for giving you that advance on the invoice. So it is um, one, one very major difference is that uh, invoice factoring tends to be revolving. Um, Mm -hmm. An example from one company, um, they're called Funbox. Funbox Mm -hmm. is a really easy one. Yeah. Um, and they usually have pretty good approvals. So they'll take a look at your past invoices and they'll say, all right, so based on these invoices, we think that you can use a $10,000 revolving line. Okay. okay. So they will let you, they'll give you access to that $10,000 based on the average of the invoices that you've gotten in. And then as that money is coming in, you pay back that $10,000 um, balance. So you've got that revolving line of business credit with Funbox. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, that is That is a very easy example but mm-hmm. the money doesn't necessarily go away after you've paid it back you've now restored your balance and you're able to use that again okay you're able to use that in perpetuity until the account is uh is closed or something else happens to it um another big one if you want to get into business lines of credit and just revolving is uh getting a um an actual business line of credit at the bank where basically they'll say hey based on your business we will give you we'll just use the same number ten thousand dollars Um, but this one's not based on invoices. This one would just be based on your business history, um, your business credit score and your, uh, your personal financing, your personal, you know, credit as well. Um, and they'll give you that revolving line similar to how a credit card is, but this is for actual transactions that are not going to be like on a credit card. This will go through a bank account. You'd be able to use a debit card like you would, um, for anything else, but this money is revolving. It's constantly going back into the account and building up your credit. Um, if you are a newer business and you feel like you can't qualify for that, you can actually do a secured business line of credit mm-hmm. using a certificate of deposit. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I always tell people about just because it gives you the ability to really use your money twice. Yeah. So let's say that you're a normal person. You've got $10,000 that came in uh, to your business. Normally, people will take that $10,000 and they will spend it on various things. Maybe you've got payroll You've got to go buy more materials. You've got to go buy equipment or do whatever your business had to do to operate. Mm-hmm. When you are using um, a secured business line of credit, you want to just put one little step in be- in between the spending. So you got the $10,000 from wherever. You want to take that money to the bank and put it into a certificate of deposit. Not every bank does this, um, but we actually offer a list of banks that do. Mm-hmm. Um So you want to take that money and put it into a certificate of deposit. Then you want to tell the bank like, hey, over here, I've got $10,000 sitting in a CD. I need a business line of credit that is secured by that CD, right? So now you've gotten to use your money twice because the original $10,000 is still sitting in the account, mm-hmm. gaining interest because that's what a CD is for. Um, it gains a higher interest rate than a normal savings um, account. But now you've also got a $10,000 um, business line of revolving credit. Right. So technically have um, about $20,000, but the first 10 is just simply tied up, uh, gaining interest for you. The reason that the bank will do this for you and do it right away with very little, uh, with with very few questions is um, if you were to default, they don't have to really worry about anything because- They can just leverage your CD. Right out of your CD. Right. Usually the business line of credit will be um, uh, given to you for the term of the CD. So if it's a one-year CD, they'll give you um, access to that account for one year. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of that one year, right, your CD has matured, you've gained your interest, you're able to go back to the bank and say, hey, look, I've been such a responsible uh, <laughs> account holder, mm-hmm. make this an unsecured business line of credit. So now you've earned the right to now have that money uh, unsecured for you. You've been using it to pay your bills or do whatever. Now you've also got the original money from the CD and there's no limit to the number of times you can do this. So every time you get a large uh, sum of money, let's say it's at least $5,000, take that, put it into a CD, turn that into a business line of credit and then build your business credit up that way. Mm -hmm. You were going to spend the money anyway, right? Right. We're just saying simply put a step in front of it so that you're able to spend that money um, and build your business credit at the same time. Mm -hmm. Another thing that achieves for you is it also helps to protect your bank rating. So if you remember earlier, I said that you need to have a bank rating that is a low five, which is uh, an average daily balance of $10,000 or more. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've got a CD, which is, you know, got a static balance, or at least the balance is always increasing, yeah. now 
bank rating is protected because you're never dipping below um, below that threshold for uh, for that bank account. Right. So now you see where this is going. You go and say, hey, I need $100,000. Oh, well, you need to show us your last, uh, you know, three to six uh, months of bank statements. Here you go. You've got yeah. now this steady balance that was increasing. You've got a business line of credit to show. And hopefully you've uh, taken the steps and you've also gotten some vendor um, accounts and, you know, gas card, Uline, all the basic stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. little overview there. No, that's very helpful information. So let's say, uh, well, I was going to ask about alternative lending. So how do you feel about alternative lending? Because that is a really big um, market that's opened up now, especially since the pandemic. Um, I love it. I think it's great. But but I'm again, I'm someone that comes from the personal credit space. So I understand the need for things like alternative lending. Um, and I and I can't wait to see its application in the commercial space. But I would love to see what your what your impression is of it. It's not really something that we do um, that we handle too much because for us, people either fit into the um, under half a million or above half million dollar bucket mm -hmm. and under half million. Um, we're usually giving them, uh, you know, one of the previous credit uh, funding parts we just talked about, mm -hmm. whether it's a term loan or, or something else or um, factoring uh, equipment financing, whatever it is, over half a million, we're either talking to the SBA or we're talking about, um, you know, uh, private investors right for us there's usually no in between so i don't really like to comment on things that i don't deal with daily because <laughs> yeah, okay. people who don't know what they're talking right. about anymore. Right. yeah yeah I'll, I'll stay in my lane <laughs> yeah no the only reason well it i understand and i'm sure you don't deal with it daily but i think it will impact your industry largely because i think it is turning traditional banking on its head right um, I think it's forcing the hand of traditional lending and traditional banking to be more consumer conscious as far as what it offers the consumer and how the consumer engages with the idea of lending itself. So that's why from just from a competitor and market standpoint, I was trying to figure out how it impacts your future more so versus like not necessarily something you deal with yeah. day to day, but more so like how you think you might have to pivot again because it is it is a large industry and it's getting larger, dare I say, monthly. <laughs> so me, the, I don't the, know. Um, the thing that's most alarming for me right now is uh, the rising interest rates from the federal government. Sure. Um, because that literally is intended to make money more expensive. Like that's the whole point of lowering inflation is you have to make money harder to get. Right. Inflation. So uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, he's been um, raising the interest rates. And that's what actually led to uh, the recent bank collapses that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Mm -hmm. um, basically, and I don't know if a lot of people realize this or not, but the bank does not keep your money. Mm -hmm. The bank takes your money and then they immediately go and invest that money right. so that they can earn higher interest rates on it. And then uh, the the deal is that, hey, if you let the bank hold on to your money, they'll give you something small, like usually it's like 1% that they'll give you right. uh, money, but they will take your money and usually put it into like federal bonds or something else um, to grow that interest. Normally that works very well and it's a very smart thing to do, but when the interest rates are rising and the bond values uh, start going down, that's where the bank starts losing money. And right. so that's what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. Um, and everyone was kind of holding their breath. Is Jerome Powell going to now stop uh, raising the rates? But the Fed is going to continue because inflation is still an issue. So that is the thing that I guess, uh, as far as pivoting goes, that's the big fire that's in my face that I'm like looking at. How are we going to be able to get money into the hands of the people that need it um, if money is going to become increasingly expensive? So um, that's something that we're definitely uh, looking into right now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, good question. My other, I guess, another question that we can ask that kind of falls in line with that is assuming there is some kind of, I mean, honestly, you can't really, I don't know at this point, because there's always like, we're about to go into a recession, but we have, we're technically in a recession, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, if you're listening to the news, we're not, but if we look at the numbers, we are. So, right. <laughs> um, assuming we are in a recession based on the metrics, 
um, and the banks do start to become really stingy, what is your plan? Or the or the requirements for lending change, like they did back in 2008, right? Yep. What, what is the plan? Because yeah, that is, uh, that's that's definitely something that we are um, that we've been talking about internally. And I mean, of course, private money is always there, mm. um, and is always a, a good, uh, I guess, a good solution for more qualified applicants. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the um, base for our business was small and medium-sized business owners, so mm-hmm. people who are just starting out. And private money is usually not always interested in them unless they have a really good business plan or proof of concept. Right. A lot of people just frankly um, do not have. So right. it's a problem that we are um, trying to solve. Also, just kind of holding our breath to see um, when the Fed will stop raising the interest rates anyway. Mm. And it also didn't help with the um, with the bank collapses because the banks are now going to start uh, being a little bit more restrictive on, you know, how freely they're lending out money. Right. They are going to be responsible uh, again for putting the money or keeping the money in the bank. And people were supposed to have been doing this already. Banks were supposed to have been doing this already. Um, but because of the pandemic, the uh, regulations kind of got a little bit lax under Trump um, for the banks, where they did not have to keep as much in reserve as they previously had. Right. And so that's kind of uh, the situation that they're in now. And when everyone got their FDIC um, um, balances covered, because I don't know if people realize yeah. this, mm-hmm. but only are guaranteed by the Fed. Right, 250,000, right. Everything over that is uninsured, technically. Right. Well, they just decided, hey, for the 90% of uh, balances that were not covered, we're going to cover it anyway for mm-hmm. Silicon Valley Bank. That's that's what happened. Right. That's money, though. That's the bank money. So now, logically, the banks are going to want to replace that money that they've now had to uh, pay out as that fee. Businesses always roll the fees down the hill. <laughs> so we're that's what, we, that's what we were told. But even yeah. if it was, let's assume it wasn't our tax dollars, right? We're still yeah. going to feel the impact of it, regardless. Yeah. Someone has to pay. Someone somebody has to pay. exactly. Somebody has to pay. Yeah. So um. So that is uh. That's the train. I guess that's uh. That's coming to hit me right now. But um. At the moment, it's not the it's not an immediate problem, but it is a problem that's coming for us. Yeah. Hmm. Interessante. Interessante. <laughs> all right. So, sorry, didn't make didn't mean to make this all grim. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, it's about being aware, you know, because um, things are only grim as as they are, uh, I guess, unsolved. And what I mean by that is, like, let's say that you're hungry. Well. You're only mad about it until you figure out where you're going to get your next meal from. Right. If you know that uh, the drought is coming and you at least have time to prepare for it and do something about it, well, now you're just a wise business owner who's doing proper due diligence. So you know what your options are and you're able to make a plan and and you have nothing to worry about. Your employees are able to, uh, to, to get paid. And let's also not forget, whenever there's a crisis, there's also an opportunity, right, for the right people. Um, so it's a it's a good way to look at, I guess, business in general as, hey, things are getting a little bit crazy, but there might be an opportunity there for me to be even more successful than I already am. So, yeah, this is why I think we should allow alternative lending to enter the chat. <laughs> think about it, because <laughs> I mean, we've we've relied on traditional lending for so long. However, technically speaking, it doesn't work. <laughs> right <laughs> technically if we're being technical right even if we're being rhetorical well it works for the people with the money i'll put it that way i mean yeah but but we're, but i'm <laughs> sure your larger consumer base is the one with the that that doesn't have the large the lot of money right right otherwise oh. we private equity uh equity and uh vc and angels the entire time so right so that's that's kind of where i think Alternative lending is going to see a really big jump because we're going to need different ways to establish credit. We're going to need different ways to to move money around, peer to peer, different ways to leverage credit, like uh, reporting rent, reporting utilities, reporting different things that are not traditionally reported right. because we might not have access. You might not be able to get a credit card in two years. Who knows? If right. if things continue to trend the way they are, right? 
I'm a little psychic, just a little. I got like I got like two percent psychic in my blood, so I don't know. I I just I just say what I see. What are your thoughts? Let's hope not. <laughs> okay, you know this is gonna trend well. I hope this ages well, and because I have another, I just just for your just for reference, Bob. Okay, I have another video where um I was talking to this gentleman. I really wish I remember his name right now, which is terrible. He's a guest, and he was just reeling in on crypto, and I'm like, nah, bro, crypto's the future. Like the U.S. dollar is gonna adopt. Um, the U.S. is gonna adopt crypto at some point. Like the way the dollar's trending, like we're going to we're going to go down the crypto rabbit hole. And he's like, "No, I don't think so." I'm like, "This is gonna age well." And I pulled up the clip the other day, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Should I send it to him and be petty?" <laughs> I was like, "No, nah, I'll just post it on social media." <laughs> See, I don't even like crypto. Um, I, I definitely don't like crypto, but it is something that is not going anywhere. So. Okay a double-edged sword for me i uh i i prefer uh futures the futures market um specifically the futures bond market and that's that's where i feel safest so crypto is too emotional for me still i get it i understand i'm 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 gonna let it go (laughs) i've already proven my point i have nothing else to prove here but i get i get what you're saying i understand Um, okay, so is there any other art? Well, not is there. Are there any other insights that you want to give us related to um, business funding? Because I know this is like a really big topic. You know, better yet, let me ask a more um, a more niche question. Yeah. When a business owner is considering starting a business and they want to kind of like try to get everything done within that ninety days, what are the considerations that they're making? What should they be? doing what do they need to have in order document wise like what are what trade references what are trade references looking for excuse me that like almost all of them will will want and need to have in place before they'll consider you for business credit so we actually provide a checklist of uh 20 items um oh, awesome on uh my business credit.com okay and uh Basically, if you are thinking about or if you've you've already started a business, you're thinking about starting a business, um, you are aware of the fact that you need to go ahead and handle this whole business credit thing. The first things you need to make sure you're doing are, um, number one, get a business bank account. Mm -hmm. The older that thing is, the better. Keep that bank account healthy. No overdrafts, um, no negative balances. uh, And you want to make sure you are as close to $10,000 of a revolving uh, daily balance as possible mm-hmm. in that account. We talked earlier about ways that you can accomplish that without necessarily having to save ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's a lot of money to uh, to, to people, um, but that is what they want. So, yeah. get a business bank account opened as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you are keeping it healthy with enough money in it, good cash flow. Um, next, you want to make sure that you are establishing relationships with um, with other people so you have something reporting to your credit. Yeah. Think about your daily life and all the money that or all the things you spend money on. Mm-hmm. There's probably a vendor somewhere. And when I say vendor, I let me explain first what a vendor is, right? Let's say that you live in a city, you put gas in your tank, you know, every week, right? Right. That could have been a gas card. Yeah. The vendor in this case would be Quick Trip as the gas station, right? Or any of those uh like Murphy USA, any of those gas card um companies. Mm-hmm. That's an example of a vendor. Um, let's say you buy office supplies for whatever reason. Maybe you're buying a lot of printer paper or pens or anything that Office Depot has, Staples, um, one of those places. Get a card through them. Yeah. Let's say you're buying a lot of stuff on Amazon. Get a card through them. This And Amazon's a, a tier two vendor, but we have that listed on our site on, on how you can qualify for all those. But my point is you need 15 relationships, a mix of 15 that can be secured credit cards, business lines of credit, uh, vendor accounts, anything that shows like, hey, 15 people trust me to pay them the money that I said I was going to pay them. Right. As in, I had transactions every month. I had net terms with these companies. I paid my bill in full every month like I was supposed to. Okay, That's something that you can start doing immediately without it costing you a whole bunch more because you're going to limit yourself to stuff you're going to spend money on anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Uline is another easy one that I always suggest because Uline has so much stuff. They have stuff that you probably didn't even really think about 
like a laundry detergent, napkins, mm-hmm. trash bags. You are literally going to buy that stuff anyway. Yeah, buy yeah. it where you like. Okay. Um, so now you've got that. You've, you've So you've got your bank account. It's healthy, right? So you're working towards your uh, lo-fi bank rating of $10,000 of an average daily balance. You have your 15 accounts uh, established. You took your money that you had and you leveraged it for um, either a uh, certificate of deposit, a secured credit card, um, whatever it is, you leveraged that and turned it into credit. Basically, you turn your cash into credit in that way by force. You want to make sure that you are genuinely taking your personal credit seriously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do not uh, fall into the trap of thinking I'm going to spend all this time and only put money into my business and I'm not going to put anything into my personal because you're going to end up either having a harder time getting a loan, getting a loan and having a higher interest rate or not getting a loan at all. Right. It takes longer than 90 days to build your uh, personal credit up, yeah. but you still want to go ahead and start that um, as soon as you possibly can. You also want to make sure that you are trying to do whatever you can in that 90 days to show an increase of cash flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that can be really hard depending on what business we're talking about as well, uh, because you might not have even really started the business. Okay. You still have to try um, and show something that's coming into that bank account and show that something is increasing. Because even if it's only increasing a little bit, it's better than zero right. when you're talking to the bank about, hey, here's uh, here's what's on my bank statement and, and here's the money that I make. It's a lot easier to talk about $5,000 than it is to talk about zero. Is it the 10000 that they wanted? No, but it's still better than nothing, right? You also want to try and find a credit partner if uh, credit is your issue. A credit partner is basically someone who is uh, part of the business specifically to leverage their personal credit uh, to be able um, uh, to help the business. So they're leveraging their credit for the benefit of the business. Um, people usually do that for uh, for equity in your business if they believe in you. Um, it can even be a family member that you bring into your business. They can be a business partner, a uh, friend. Credit partners, though, can kind of speed up the process. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a way to to skip the line, so to speak, because it will take longer than 90 days to build up your personal credit. Well, this person already has the good credit, right? So you want to be able to uh, to have that credit partner there. Um, you also want to make sure um, that after you've, uh, you've taken care of your cash flow, you've taken care of the credit, you do want to see if there's anything that you would have as collateral that can, again, make the conversation a little bit uh, easier. That can be a car. I don't recommend putting houses and stuff up for uh, <laughs> as, uh, as collateral. But my point is, you want to see if you have anything that is collateral, even if it is uh, um, like equipment that you might be using for your business, um, because that, again, will make that conversation easier. If you've taken care, though, of the vendor side of things, that's going to eat a big chunk of it. That's going to help to go a long way of establishing those relationships. And then you've got that bank account showing good cash flow and showing that you're able to simply manage your money in, in a healthy way, and you're able to leverage the money that you do have and turn it into secured money, whether that is a certificate of deposit or it's a secured business credit card or something else, 90 days later, you're able to have you know uh, just an easier conversation, maybe get lower interest rates, get better terms, access more money. Um, you're able to do all those things. Now, if you're someone who already has a good job, uh, maybe you don't have the best credit, but Let's say that you've got a job that pays uh, specifically at least $50,000 per annum or per year. That is um, often enough to uh, to be able to start having a conversation with a loan, uh, sorry, with a, um, with a lender to be able to say like, hey, how can I leverage this personal income that I have um, to be able to get funding for my business? So that's always a nice little backup. And it's uh, listed under startup financing in our um, on our website under funding options, where you can kind of see the terms of that one. And those interest rates can be as low as uh, 7%, I believe. So, yeah. Very- yeah. Okay. I think, I think you've given us more than enough. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, if anyone wants to reach you, how would they do that? Because at, at this point, anyone wants more information. It has to be personal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would just go to mybusinesscredit.com um, because I've had so many people, uh, well, if I can give you a statistic. So for every 10 people who come to us uh, looking for financing, only one of them will qualify outright. Mm. The other nine usually have something wrong. 
they were either uh, late on a payment, and so their personal credit is is getting hit for that. Mm. They have a, an, an overdraft in their account, so they've got to wait like three to six months for that to wash out on mm. their bank account. You know, um, all these things that why they're getting denied. So we put together a course on mybusinesscredit.com, and it is a uh, is a very beautiful course, like fully animated. It's wonderful, so okay. wonderful. Okay. And I'm giving that away for free when it's finished. Okay. Um, we are going to start uh, opening that up for people who are interested. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be free just because there are people who offer courses and books and stuff like that online, but it's usually behind some giant paywall. Mm-hmm. We just want you to be able to get your funding. Right. Because if we are able to get people, more people financing, right. we're able to do business with them later. Um, they have a higher lifetime value to us as we uh, help them with other areas of their business. And, you know, it's just better for us to be able to get people financing. And it helps people, you know, <laughs> like people genuinely do need the help. Right. So that's where all that information will be on mybusinesscredit.com. And it'll be totally free and you can tell your friends about it. And, uh, yeah, they're able to go through yeah. the chats. I will say it's a lot of work. It is a whole lot of work to build up your business credit, but it is work that pays off in the long run if you actually take the time to do it. Yeah. If you want to um, have Navi send to send us that link, we'll update the show notes with it once it's done um, and definitely pass the word along for sure. But I will definitely spread the word because I, I don't teach about it just yet. I don't really share any insights about it. We don't provide it as a service. So there's no competition here. But for sure, definitely we'll pass that along. And thank you so much for the insights. It was definitely, definitely fruitful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And if anyone uh, has any questions, again, you can find all those free resources at mybusinesscredit.com where it's literally listed right there, like very helpful stuff. Okay, awesome. I will be sure to link that as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to the Mental Money Podcast. Please go ahead and remember to subscribe, but don't hoard all of this good information for yourself. Share this information with someone that you know could use it, especially if they need a shift in their mindset or someone who would love to have more money. So until we meet again, remember, like Uncle Snoop said, keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind.